0: Content Warning. This episode contains depictions of gun violence that some may find disturbing. Listener discretion is advised. This is TID Short Stories, a TID water and power podcast miniseries. Every episode, you'll hear a short, unique, and often lesser-known story from TID's rich history. And you'll hear these stories that helped build the district's 135-year history told by the people who operate the district today. On today's episode, TID General Manager Michelle Reimers tells the story of an ill-fated day for TID's most recognized leader as he stared down a violent challenger. Roy Meikle is truly a legend of the Turlock Irrigation District. His work ethic was admired, his advice taken, and his respect like a badge of honor. Stories about him paint a picture of a public servant with an authoritarian management style and the trust of all, especially the TID Board of Directors, who allowed him to be the lone negotiator on Tuolumne River issues with other agencies. He is also the only TID employee known to have ever been shot while on the job. Roy Meikle was Turlock Irrigation District's chief engineer and top management official, serving the district for 59 years before retiring at the age of 87 in 1971, thus ending the record of service that's safe to say will never be matched. The first and second Don Pedro projects were built under his leadership, roughly 50 years apart. There is no one person more pivotal to getting TID where it is today than Roy Meikle. But among all the days of Meikle's tenure, Monday, February 5th, 1945, was probably the oddest and scariest. Not because World War II was still ongoing, or more than a quarter of the TID workforce was in military service or performing war-related work. And not because TID customer energy consumption had increased 35% from 1941 to 1945. But rather, because it was the day Meikle faced down gunfire at a TID board of directors meeting. As tends to be routine when an improvement district is in the formation phase and before the TID board for action, a couple property owners residing within the proposed improvement district 342 were on hand to show support for the formation of the eight parcel improvement district located about four miles southwest of downtown Turlock. Seven of eight parcel owners signed the documents in support of the ID formation, but that eighth parcel owner 67-year-old rancher and dairyman Ari Wingarten was none too happy that his 40-acre parcel was to be legally included without his desire to join. Around 2.10 p.m. during the board hearing on the item in question, Wingarten appeared at the east door of the boardroom, brandished a 32 caliber handgun, and aimed it directly at Miko. Don't do that! Meikle announced before Wingarden fired a single round at minkel Newspaper reports indicate Meikle's body was sideways from the line of fire, and the bullet grazed his abdomen before entering the back of his right hand between his middle and ring fingers, then exited and landed on the floor near his chair. Wingarden's handgun promptly jammed upon firing the round, rendering it temporarily inoperable, though Wingarden later said he didn't intend to fire additional shots. With a seemingly inoperable handgun, Wingarden put away his weapon before slipping and falling against a door, partially breaking some of the door's glass. He then walked out the front door of TID's downtown Turlock office and onto Main Street toward Old Highway 99 by his own accounts to surrender to the Turlock police at the nearby station. The TID board members had an average board tenure of 16 years at the time of the shooting, Despite their experience, as well as plans in place to evacuate to the vault in the event of boardroom violence, TID directors John McCabe, D.C. Thornburg, Edward McCombs, C.N. Allum, and Walter Commons remained in their seats after the shot rang out, shocked at the occurrence. Directors Commons and Thornburg motioned to adjourn the meeting, and Director Allum followed Wingarten down the street, most assuredly at a reasonable distance. After only a few minutes of what could be described as a low-speed foot chase, Allen pointed out the disgruntled shooter to the Turlock police, who were notified of the shooting via a phone call. And Wingarden was apprehended and arrested on charges of assault with intent to commit murder. While there was no record of Wingarden saying anything during the meeting prior to firing around at Meikle, Wingarden sure had plenty to say about Mikel after his apprehension. He claimed Mikel oversaw the poisoning of his food and the deprivation of his water rights during a rambling statement to law enforcement. Wingarden claimed, "I didn't intend to kill him. I only wanted to hurt him. That's why I shot low down. Mikel is a robber. This has been going on for years." Stanislaus County Sheriff Grat Hogan indicated to the Modesto Bee that multiple reports from Wingarden made to the sheriff's office over the years helped shed light on Wingarden's mental state. This was shown by Wingardens' reports of imaginary sabotage being done to his ranch and stock, Hogan said. bit of historical note here. The principle that all criminal suspects need to be advised of their rights, also known as Miranda rights, before interrogation was still two decades away from its genesis following the 1966 Supreme Court decision. So in 1945, crime confessions need only be voluntary on the part of the suspect and Wingarden was more than willing to share what he did and why he did it. On the patrol car ride on the way to his booking, Wingarden told Deputy Sheriff Jack Hammett, I have it in for the district, and I have had for some time. Wingarden was booked in jail and was eventually committed to Napa State Hospital, where he later died. Meikle was treated for superficial wounds at Emanuel Hospital and returned exactly a week later to present his routine working report to the board. Because it's an important logistical part of the story, here's a quick word on improvement districts, or IDs as they are referred to in shorthand today. They are mechanisms that allow a group of growers to pool resources to construct irrigation facilities. IDs are still common today. They are formed for a number of reasons, such as operating and maintaining ditches, pipes and wells, as well as drains. TID administers these improvement districts, which is why the formation of each must come before the TID board for action. There's a twist of irony in this story. Here, the most routine of TID board matters resulted in one of the most eventful board meetings in TID history. Today, Improvement District 342 is now defunct. It was reformed and renamed two years following the shooting, this time with unanimous approval.